0: Hi, welcome to True Creeps, where the stories are true and the creeps are real. We'll cover stories from grotesque gore, to the possibly plausible paranormal, to horrifying history, to tense and terrible true crime, and everything else that goes bump in the night. We're your hosts, Amanda and I'm Lindsay, and we want you to join us while we creep. We cover mature topics, listener discretion is advised. Hello, everyone, and welcome to our Christmas episode. We have discussed, what, three years of Christmas monsters before this? Yeah. And ultimately, what we learned is holiday season is pretty fucking scary. I mean, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And then not just because people are like fighting each other for the last, insert, popular toy name. Yeah, I mean, that too. That too. Everyone loses their fucking minds. But outside of that, we have a lot of Christmas monsters. We've talked about, dare I say, like almost all of them? I couldn't really find too, too many left to make a whole episode out of. I couldn't find any other ones. Like, I was like, okay, we've looked at them. And like, anytime it was like a list of Christmas monsters, I was like, done it, done it, done it, done it, done mm-hmm. it. Or it's another name for one that we've done. Yeah, they have like 37 names yes. each for some reason. And I'm like, oh, a new one. No, it's not. <laughs> no, nope. no, it's not. It's the same one. But ultimately, yes, Uh, holiday season's fucking scary. And we're here for it. So today what we're going to be sharing is some spooky holiday stories. I know we've been talking about it a lot, but this episode's our last episode of the year. I know. I don't know how this year has already almost finished. I was talking to one of my coworkers earlier and I feel like 2023 just like snuck out. Yeah. Like that's what it feels like that the year just went by so quickly. I think we're piling so much into this year. Because the last couple of years, like with COVID and all the lockdowns and things like that, everyone kept putting everything off. And this year it was like, no excuses. You have to do it. You have to go visit these people. You have to go to you know the concert. You have to do this. That is true for one of us. <laughs> I traveled almost every month this year. It was insane. And I have remained a hermit joyfully. <laughs> Just really embraced that in myself. Okay, that works. That's what I'm planning on doing this month. I'm giving Amanda an okay look, because she doesn't know how to sit still. I don't. I really don't. No. It's just, she sit- if she's sitting still, it's because her batteries died. That's all. <laughs> or I'm dead. Yeah. Same thing. <laughs> Same thing. Are you replacing the batteries or not? Are letting it go? Are <laughs> we throwing it in the dump? Yeah. Yeah. To be a dump ghost. <laughs> dump ghost. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> our first spooky topic is going to be Elf on the Shelf. How do you feel about Elf on the Shelf in general, Lindsay? Okay, so two things. I love the idea of, like, whimsy fun and a reason to introduce magic and, like, magical thinking and, like, those things to children. Mm-hmm. I do not love, like, the the police state that like (laughs) part of it right of the elf is watching and reporting back to Santa I just don't feel like that's necessary yeah I feel like like we've got a magic elf in our house once a month and we're cool with it is a fun time in and of itself just like be weird and have it make little like marshmallow igloos and build a gingerbread house and Ride a weird stuffed animal and fall in love with a Furby. Make elf Furby children take over the world. Oh. These are all like very whimsical Christmas time things, you know, that we should be yeah, supporting. The standard, <laughs> standard. Your average, <laughs> your average uh, creation of a cryptic Christmas elf Furby, and it's the elf on the shelf Furby baby. Oh yeah. Anyway, elf on the shelf. Oh, we're recording an <laughs> episode. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Yeah. We're, we were talking about Elf on the Shelf. We went on a tangent. That will be in the end, of course. But Always. Elf on the Shelf. Yeah, I agree with you, Lindsay, how it's like the concept's a little creepy. I get it, though. Like, I get it. And so for the parents that do do it, no hate, because you really truly need to do whatever it takes to, like, keep these feral kids in check. And I understand that wholeheartedly. <laughs> I mean, like, look, The idea of Santa in and of himself is also like, he fucking, he knows if you've been good or bad. So be good. Santa, yeah, in general is creepy. A few years ago, my sister-in-law's convinced my son that Santa is actually on the moon watching him at night. So that led him at random times to just like look up at the moon and say, do you think he's watching me right now? Before like making a choice. But also we would be with like other people or some of his friends and they'd be like, what the fuck? (laughs) I mean, and then like in a nutshell, that is Sky Daddy religions. Are we wrong here? (laughs) Like, Because a lot of people say that like if you don't have religion in your child's life, how do you teach morality? Like what is right and wrong? The idea that you have to have like an external party to judge whether it's good or not. Yeah. Yeah, is an interesting assumption. But anyway, my point is just that that's very like sky daddy esque. Yeah, to look up and go, is he watching me right now? And someone's gonna be like, (laughs) oh, he's religious. That's probably what they would think. They wouldn't think, oh, he's talking about Santa on the moon. Yeah, he'd point at the moon. He'd be like, is he watching me right now? But like in little, you know, like three year old speak perfection. And then we would laugh and everyone's like, what the fuck are they? What is he talking about? Who's watching? He's like, Santa. And, you know, pointing at the moon, Santa. Yeah. You know, we looked crazy. But I get it. I understand the elf thing. Elf on the shelf starts out already creepy, right? But there's a few stories online that make them even creepier. Also, in the fact that they are a fucking doll. Oh, well, yeah. Right. Like, they are a doll. Which can be haunted, right? Oh. (laughs) Especially if used. Yes. Yes. So, while researching, we came across a couple strange elf on the shelf stories that we're going to share. And the first one is from a lady named Rachel DeAngelis. And Rachel decided to hop on the Elf on the Shelf trend after several years of successfully avoiding it with her kids. But she's like, you know what? Let's put a spin on it. Let's make it even more magical and Christmassy. And she started it with elf babies. And she even wrote like the cutest little backstory and said that they were harvested from branches of an evergreen tree on Thanksgiving Day. Harvested. Harvested. <laughs> but cute. They like Harvested. were born on Thanksgiving. Not like they were plucked or picked. Harvested. <laughs> it's just, it's an aggressive verb. It is. It is. But her kids liked it, okay? At first. Perfect. I love that for them. Her intention, though, was that the babies would grow into elf children, and then they'd become the elf adult. As they do. As they do. So she had, you know, just more to the story. And I think they could be around longer. So her seven-year-old quickly became terrified of the elf babies. Same. Especially at night. Same. And he, he said that he woke up at 3 a.m. several times. And each time the elf babies were standing on the end of his bed, holding hands with one another and staring at him. And then, of course, to make it even more fucking terrifying, because of the lighting in his room, their shadows were very big on the wall. Perfection. I just need you to know that, like, in my head, the ghosts in this house are just rubbing their hands together like, oh, we are going to fuck with this family. Like, we are (laughs) going to do some scary shit. So, okay. (laughs) Rachel tried to assure her son that it was a dream or maybe his overactive imagination. But then she was like, oh, Maybe it's not just his overactive imagination because there are some weird things going on. So her car keys disappeared and then she found them somewhere she would never put them. And like, okay, that does happen with children or ADHD adults. So like there's (laughs) times when my keys have been in a place where I'm like, I don't think I did that. But I mean, you know, are you haunted or just do you have someone moving them? And is it a child or yourself? Who could say? Yeah. So then she would lock a door and she would come back only to discover it was unlocked. And what's, I, I think, a little extra scary is that sometimes this was happening overnight. So she would like lock up the house at night and then when she would wake up the next morning, it would be unlocked. And there's times when I feel like you'll forget to lock a door this time of year. People are a little bit more aware to lock their doors because... Typically, people have more stuff in their house right before the holidays because of gifts, and there's more people who are considering taking things. And, like, it's also darker earlier. It's kind of, like, a little scarier. But anyway. Right. So also, other things were going missing, including, like, important life paperwork. So after she started noticing some of these weird and unexplainable things, her youngest took her aside, (laughs) took her hand, and was like, this is the elf babies. (laughs) And, like, can you, like, picture this scene of, like, he's like, Rachel, come here. Give me your hymn. Look at me. It's the elf babies. Like, it's, like, a serious, like, conversation is what I'm picturing. Is that what you're picturing? Like, just, like, a very tender, like, it's not just you. You're not alone. But it is the elf babies doing this. (laughs) Just ruining our lives. Ruining our lives. Telling Santa on us. Fucking, (laughs) fucking narcs. Yeah. So... Rachel would put the elf babies on the kitchen counter and then, like, come back and they would be gone. Then she would put them in another place and she didn't say where. And then they were gone from there, too. So she went to her children and were like, Do you know where the elf babies went? And so then they started looking for them too and they found them in a place where no one had put them. I just need you to know that as we like look through this story, a significant other is not mentioned. But can you imagine completely scaring your entire family because you keep moving these elf babies? I think that is something that Ben would absolutely do. Like I think he would be like, <laughs> "Oh, This is the easiest prank fucking ever. All I have to do is move these like tiny dolls like three feet and move something important. And you're going to think that these tiny dolls have come to life. (laughs) Ten out of ten, I think I would I would also do this. But anyway, it starts to get like weirder in a way where you would have to do more committing to the pranks. Yes. So one night, while her son was crying, he begged for her to lock them up. Which also, at this point, these things would be locked up. These would be yeah. like, I would have already done that. The first time I was like, is it the elf babies? They would be someplace else. Because if it's going into my head, that means that these poor children are fucking terrified, right? Yes. So just like, imagining this little kid, he's like, mommy, please lock the elf babies away. Like, you know what I mean? Like... I can't wait for someone to make this into a horror movie. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, 10 out of 10 would watch. (laughs) But so she locks them up in a cabinet. And we don't know if that means that she put them in a cabinet where like it was a China cabinet where there was like an ornamental lock or if she just put them in a cabinet so that theoretically they couldn't just walk away because I don't know, elf baby strength I don't think could open a cabinet door like that would be too (laughs) heavy. But I mean, maybe these are super elf babies. We don't know. And so it gets worse. So they get there. They go to this possibly locked or just heavy cabinet door cabinet and they're gone. They were in the sink. But here's what's worse. There's more of them. And the new (laughs) ones. And like there's a picture of them and the new ones look like they're fresher. So like are these babies having babies? I don't know. (laughs) And again, this is also like what makes me think like significant other is around because can you imagine being like, I'm going to put these fuckers in the sink and then I'm going to add some new ones? Oh, yeah. And they're going to be terrified. Like, I can picture myself doing it and laughing, like hysterically. As the kids are tormented and like terrified and. Amanda, <laughs> I have told you about my childhood where my parents had a man with a chainsaw chase me when i was three to four years old okay but that's not like a nightly torment okay it's a one-off funny thing <laughs> <laughs> the look i'm giving amanda is she's like judging me for my my like non-existent never to exist children uh like traumatizing them and she's like yeah but your parents only had a man chase you with a chainsaw once <laughs> it's fine like that's way worse than that's it, just one time <laughs> It wasn't like you were afraid to go to bed like the Chainsaw Man was going to come in your bedroom. Anyway, (laughs) so, okay, we've got these tiny dolls. Now we've got more dolls. And so she's like, what am I going to do with these things? I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to send them to a friend in the mail. And (laughs) in her write-up of this, Rachel mentions that this is a former friend. So we don't know if she was like fuck this person, right? And like sent them haunted elf babies or if that's <laughs> perhaps what ended their friendship. Amanda, you look at me right fucking now. Yeah, this will end our friendship if you send me fucking haunted dolls. You're your mailbox. <laughs> Never. <laughs> I can't wait till I visit again. I feel like it's very fair to end a friendship over haunted dolls though. Especially, like all joking aside, if you had children in your home and someone sent you something haunted, that is kind of fucked. Also, if you have animals in your home, because there's a doll we won't even talk about because she has too much animal shit associated with her. I don't even say her name. Yeah. Because she stresses me out. But anyway, so in her write up, Rachel mentions that one baby did not make it to its destination. And we don't know if that's because one person got one baby per package or if there was a few and one just kind of skittered away to live its (laughs) elf baby life. To grow into an elf on a shelf. Yes. I don't know. I think it's something more sinister than an elf on the shelf, honestly. Uh, or it was like, I don't want to be a fucking elf on the shelf. I want to be an elf on a... Hmm. I can't think of anything else that runs a shelf. I don't know. They want to be an elf somewhere else doing something else. So we don't know where it is. But when we were looking at it, we were like, is this just a story? Rachel had other kids. It could have been one of her other kids fucking with them, which also 10 out of 10. Or it could have been another adult messing with them. But we're like, hmm... This is kind of fucking weird. And we looked to see if we could find other stories about elf babies, but there aren't really other people who tried elf babies. But I do like the idea that like, what if like that elf baby went out and like, then elf babies became a thing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Now it's now it's just creepy. Like you suddenly go to like Walmart and it's like elf babies and it's like, no, <laughs> how? <laughs> you know? Right. But terrifying. And those kids are scarred and probably hate Christmas now. But okay. And also, like, just to describe what these little things look like, they don't not look like Elf on the Shelf, but they also... I want you to think of an Elf on the Shelf and a Chicken Nugget had a baby. <laughs> that is kind of what they look like. But they've got very big eyes. They do. Compared to their faces. Mm-hmm. But, like, similar outfits. There's, like, red Oh, and yeah. Green. The, the look is the same. hmm Yeah. But terrifying. So as we were doing our search of trying to find more elf baby stuff, we did see several videos about the adult elf on the shelf being caught moving, right? Yeah. I don't love that. But I do so thoroughly love the compilation videos where a person has put a doll on fishing line and then they kind of like run it under the couch yes. and then another person's just sitting there and then they pull it and the person like throws themselves a fucking round because I absolutely <laughs> would do that but it just made me think about that because what a fucking fun funny thing yeah and a lot of the videos some of them were like weird like oh I don't know how to explain this but also you know there's a lot of clever editing now uh but some of them were just silly like that where this elf on the shelf and it like falls over and they're like, it's haunted. But like the fan turned on, you know? Yeah. Or like something else touched the shelf or something like that. Exactly. Or it was sat there in a way where it was going to fall over. Right. Right. So there was one story, though, that we found and it was about two elf on the shelf dolls. And there's this lady who purchased them secondhand. Nope immediately fucking no. You (laughs) do not buy secondhand dolls. (laughs) But she took two of these guys home, okay? A decision. And almost immediately after purchasing them, she started having weird things happen. One, they were moving around the house, like she was putting them somewhere and she'd find them in another room. I have chills. And then at one point, there was a fire in her home. And luckily, It wasn't serious, no, like, major damage or anything, but still scary, right? Fire in the home is scary. So the lady was a fan of a paranormal group, and she actually ended up sending the dolls to them to have them investigate them. Okay. And the group is called Live Sci-Fi Paranormal Network, and they pretty much live stream their investigations on YouTube. And once they were received, Tim from that group said that he also had some strange things happen to him. And he said that at one point, there was a glass inside of his cabinet that randomly shattered. Oh, and he's like, I looked it up, like what could cause that? And it said like, it could be a crazy sound thing. But like, obviously, none of the other glasses were broken. I don't know. And then he said, also, like when he got them, that they just had a weird vibe about them. And he couldn't tell if it was just one of them that was causing him to feel that way, or if it was both that might be haunted. Now, Tim did a live investigation of the dolls, and I will say I do not agree with a lot of his methods used, but a lot of the people that watched that live that like left comments when he did it a while back said that they were seeing interesting things happen during the live. So what he tried to do first is he ruled out little things like, could the wind or the air be moving them because they're so light? So he was kind of showing. He's like blowing on them. He's like, see how they can move kind of easily. And the first thing where I'm like, "Mm, I don't like it, is he was trying to communicate them through EVP sessions. And I got Zach Bagans vibes from him because he was very disrespectful, I think. At one point, he said something along the lines like, if you don't speak into the recorder, I'm going to throw you into the fire pit. I never quite understood why some people who advertise themselves as paranormal investigators approach investigating an object or a place in that way the idea of being that disrespectful i just don't think is helpful or useful i get that if you're trying to get ratings i would imagine that like if you're a person who believes in ghosts and you're a paranormal investigator i don't understand why you would conduct investigations we're gonna put that word in fucking quotes in a way that is aggressive and antagonizing, mm-hmm. because I feel like that is legitimately dangerous It is for you, for your film crew, for the people who are around you. And so it makes me wonder if people who do that simply do not believe. Because if you did, I feel like you would have the like appropriate amount of respect and reverence for something that could hurt you. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I feel the same way. So at one point, he actually did light them on fire, too. And I was just yeah. like, yikes. But again, like a lot of people said, hey, I noticed this or I saw this. I'm like, you know, trying to get through and I'm like, OK, can I see the same stuff? Well, what the the viewers saw was things like orbs and just like strange things in the background. And then a few of them also had like timestamps where they're like, I hear fate speaking or whispers. And a few times in the video, too, Tim says, I feel like I'm not alone. Like someone's behind me. And there's a few times where I'm like, is that a radio like a car going by or is that something because you can hear a little bit of weirdness. Towards the end of the video, he did a Ouija board session to try to chat with them, too. And like we've talked about Ouija boards and don't recommend doing that with what you think, you know, the haunted doll in front of you is speaking through it because it's probably not that. But as he's doing it, he got one word and it was A-Z-A-R. And one of the comments in the live said that that meant fire in Persian. Oh. So I looked it up just to make sure. And it does mean fire or flame. That's interesting. And I do not like it. That is interesting. And I don't think like, unless he did heavy research before to try to like mimic that and pick a word in another language that meant that. I don't know. You know, I feel like wouldn't you go like Latin? Usually. Yeah. You know, like, I feel like you wouldn't be like, I'm going to find a Persian word for fire. Yeah. I mean, maybe you would. I don't know. But I just find that to be interesting. It was interesting. He also, though, at one point, this is where I was like, kind of lost me. He got Zozo. So Z-O-Z-O. Yeah. And the classic Lindsay and I have talked about Zozo before. And then after he got Zozo, he went to pull the planchette back and it weirdly flipped over. And he's like, oh, I stabbed myself with it. And then like he kind of ended it there. And I'm like, "Mm, okay. So to be honest, I didn't really buy this video too, too much. But the thought of them possibly being haunted did freak me out a little. I didn't watch any of his other stuff, though. So they could have phenomenal videos outside of this. I'm not downing them at all. But I just didn't agree with their methods. I mean, fair. Very, very fair. So we did watch several TikTok videos, YouTube videos, and just a bunch of videos online with Elf on the Shelves. And there's some that look, like I said, kind of staged of them moving. But there's a few where you're like, it does kind of look like it like moved its arm a little or, you know, moved a tad. I don't know. I don't think every single one that, you know, is unboxed is haunted. But yeah, the idea of it being haunted, and especially like you said, the secondhand stores kind of freaked me out. Also, certain ones bringing like bad luck. And we've seen that in other objects that are kind of weird before, too. And I kept thinking of like crying boy paintings, because in general, like a weird painting of a child crying shouldn't be bad luck. But yeah, yeah. It causes fires and shit. So, again, I, I've said it then and I say it now. That's a weird piece of art to want. It is. It I is. I would love a picture of a sad child. Why? <laughs> I'm not saying it's not worth painting because emotions and shit. I just can't imagine decorating my house with it unless I was a person who was like an art collector. I say he's a person whose house is filled with like cryptid paintings and like a satanic Furby tea party. You know what I mean? Like, you don't, you just don't know what you're going to find in my house. <laughs> Not a crying boy. Well, maybe one day you'll get a crying boy painting. No, thank you. (laughs) So, look, Amanda, what's worse than a gift that you can't return or didn't ask for? A haunted gift. Oh, gosh. (laughs) So back in 2021, Whitney Merritt believed that a present her daughter received was haunted. So the Merritt family had Christmas at their home in Brandon, Mississippi, which they had just moved into. And Whitney's daughter opened a vintage doll carriage, and it was from Whitney's mother who had got it from a friend of a friend. I love that. Yikes. Uh Uh-oh. We don't know where it's from. I bought a vintage doll carriage, and we used it for some of our episode art many years ago. We did. Because it was creepy. Because it was creepy, though. And also, like when I think doll carriage, what immediately pictures in my head is in the 90s, there was this, like, plastic Barbie Cinderella carriage thing that was, <laughs> like, a carriage for dolls. Not, like, an old-timey stroller. We're talking about an old-timey stroller. Yes. So, it's, like, a cream color that looks like it was probably once white with, um like, cream-colored wheels with black rubber on the outside of them. And we'll post a picture of it. But we're, th- we're talking about a stroller, which, like... Okay, I'm sure she's very excited to get this. But again, used dolls or doll paraphernalia seems like a bad idea. So she gets this at Christmas. And in the beginning of the next year, strange things start to happen. First, they hear knocking on the walls. And then the knocking sounds begin to grow. They start getting louder. And at one point, it was so loud that they thought somebody was at their front door at midnight. And this really reminds me of Daniel LaPlante, where he was knocking on the walls to the girl. Yes. And he was, like, acting like he was perhaps her dead mother communicating with her. That's what it very much reminds me of. But so Whitney's husband, Michael, he works nights. So she called him to, like, let him know what was going on. And then she went to go to the door to see, like, who might be there. And when she turned on the light, there was no one there. I don't like it. I'm stressed already. Yes. Like... It's midnight. Should no, Don't be at my door, but also don't be at my door ever unless I know you're coming. <laughs> because when I know someone's coming, I will purposely open my door. Because do I understand what happens in my lizard brain that scares me when someone rings my doorbell or knocks? No. But I try to not make that a thing that happens because it upsets me for some reason. And I don't know why. But anyway, <laughs> enough <laughs> about my idiosyncrasies. And back to fucking Whitney, who's a champ. And it's like, I'm going to go figure this the hell out. So she, again, she looks outside. There's no one there. Then on the third or fourth night of the knocking, they start hearing loud knocks from the attic. And that's way worse than the front door area. (laughs) And Whitney described it sounding like boom, boom, boom from the attic. So like this like deep, hard knock, right? Like think if you like hit your fist against the ground, what that might sound like. Yeah. And so... (laughs) At first, they just—they were just like, it's just the house settling in with us. No worries. I love this for you, Whitney. What it must be like to be a person that does not have anxiety. Like, again, I love this. I would be like never sleeping, just staring up at the ceiling. But anyway, so the sounds continued and they started becoming more frequent. So they were like, OK, perhaps we should look into what's going on. And they're doing this in the middle of the night because it's actively happening, right? So as Whitney describes this, she calls this first section like week one. But we don't know if the booms that are happening and the knocking that's happening, they're getting gradually louder over one night and then they continue for that first full week and then they go to investigate. Or if it's like there's some knocking one night and then nothing the next and then knocking the next night. There's just it's kind of a mixture of activity. But during the first week of these occurrence, that's when they start to go investigate. And they thought that somebody was perhaps inside the attic. So Michael went up to the attic with a shotgun and a flashlight only to find that there was no one there. Which also, like, I feel like that's where I would go, too. I think I would be more likely to assume someone was there with this kind of behavior because this sounds like human behavior. And, like, human stuff and, like, people trying to scare one another versus typical ghost haunting spooky things. Yes, yes. So this leads us to week two. And around 2 or 3 a.m., Whitney woke up from a deep sleep to a loud noise. She said it sounded like it was so loud that she thought maybe the dog had crashed through the window of their door. Damn. So loud, right? Also, just quick off on topic, off topic. We've had that happen before. <laughs> My mom's dog, she had a big American Bulldog mix. So mm-hmm. like big pit mix, giant head. And he was once so stoked that the mailman was coming up the driveway that he was, like, wagging his head and his body, and he oh. accidentally crashed through the window. Baby. He was not hurt. But the mailman ran really fast away. Fair. But he just wanted to love him. So my mom actually couldn't receive mail for years and had to go pick it up from the post office until oh. trouble passed. Wow. <laughs> he broke the window and scared the mailman. That probably would be very overwhelming to see a, a big dog coming at you. I say this as like a pitbull mom, like loving all pit bulls and understanding that he was just like excited. Oh. Yep. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But anyways, so Whitney, back to Whitney, she got up to investigate and she brought her handgun just in case. And she kind of looked around, but she couldn't figure out what made that loud sound. So she went back to bed. And then in the morning, she walked into the kitchen and she found her bag on the floor. And inside the bag was some mugs that she had recently purchased, and they were all broken. But the weird thing is, is it was three to four feet away from the table. So let's say the dog or something knocked it off the table, it would have fallen straight down. Yeah, but this was like, it fell far away, like someone kind of tossed it off the table. And just to clarify... These mugs were in this bag when she went to bed. Whatever entity didn't like open her cabinet and go, oh, these are the new mugs and then put them in yes. the bag and then throw them like yeah. this was like a bag of mugs that were recently purchased and like just hadn't gotten to their home yet. Correct. Correct. I think she said huh. she went to like TJ Maxx or something and went mug shopping and I'm like, I get it. Same. She picked those uh, out. You can't make those decisions. Yeah. You know, she picked those out. She spent time loving time in that TJ Maxx just taking a moment for herself. Right. I'm, I'm really sad about her for those mugs because that would that would suck. Yes. And then the ghost is like, fuck your mugs. Mm. Oh, you mean to you mean to tell me that these were the spooky mugs you purchased? Fuck you. Halloween's done. You can't even buy anymore. <laughs> so the next night she hears another loud crash around 330 in the morning. And this time she just gets up and she rushes in the kitchen. And she found that second bag <laughs> that she had more mugs in. Oh, no. <laughs> broken fuck your mugs. (laughs) The glass, though, was all over the place. So she's like, fuck this. And, you know, I had to stay up and clean up and sweep. And as she's heading back to her bedroom to go back to sleep, because, you know, by then it's probably like four or four thirty. She heard what sounded like someone dropping a bunch of silverware into the sink. So she flips around, runs back to the kitchen and nothing is in the sink. And so this time she's just so freaked out she couldn't sleep. I don't know what's worse, phantom sink sounds, or thinking you're done all the dishes, and then someone puts a whole bunch of silverware in the sink, and you've got all this silverware to to wash, and like, I think I would rather ghost sounds than having to deal with a sink full of silverware. (laughs) I say this as like, my sink upstairs is filled with silverware, like that's where all my fucking spoons are, because I'm like, I don't want to do this. Anywho, let's get to week three. So... In Whitney's daughter's room, there was both a lamp and a dream catcher that kept falling on the floor. Sometimes lamps are very sturdy. I'm assuming she got TJ Maxx. So this is one night. Lamp, dream catcher fall. They go and check it out, put it back up. It's fallen, but there's not much else. So then they go back to their room and they come back for the second time, pick the lamp up, fix the dream catcher. And when they're walking back to their bedroom that second time, the bathroom door slams when they're walking by it. And at first they thought maybe one of the kids had went into it and like just like shut the door hard, but the lights never turned on. So Michael opened the door quickly and turned on the light, but there was no one in there. They were hoping to find some sort of logical explanation for this, but they came up empty after investigating for a few minutes because, I mean, the logical explanations are one, you have an automatic bathroom door that you did not know about. (laughs) That's unlikely. Two, there's someone in there that you can see that's like not hiding in a wall. Right. Or three, you have like a drafty as fuck house and there's a window (laughs) open somewhere. But like we haven't talked about any like massive gusts of wind. So I feel like it's reasonable to rule all of these things out. Right. And she even says like Michael stood there for a few minutes just messing with the door trying to figure out like how did this happen? But they they just couldn't figure it out. Can you imagine your Michael being like, (laughs) no, he'd take the (laughs) fucking door off well we have to check this out and then he wouldn't put it on for like a month just have no door. taking a door off the hinges is exhausting <laughs> so i understand you would side with him that's because i've taken a door off the hinges and i've been like uh now putting it back on this is terrible what else did i side with him for this is like the raft all over again oh my god just because you could put your ass in a raft you think you're fucking fucking Fancy ass lady, you're not. They didn't give us a good opportunity to get like even seating into these rafts. So we fell out. God damn it. And once you're out, what do you, you can't climb back in easily. I was unencumbered and I was free. So take your raft and fucking shove it. So I said. So. Will this stay here? Will this stay in the end? We don't know. Am I going I to be inexplicably laughing as I say the next thing and no one will know why? Yep. Anyway, so the following day, the family's in the living room and one of the kids' toy cars starts playing music repeatedly. And when they looked at it, the power switch was off. Which, like, again, first off, annoying toy making sounds over and over. We don't like it. But the idea that like it doesn't even need the power to be doing it, like it's simply going to be annoying all of the time. So later that same evening, Whitney went to wake Michael up for work because remember he worked nights. And as he was getting ready, she saw him, you know, wake up. So she walked out of the room. She began sweeping the living room, just doing chores. And she looked up to see her husband, you know, just like glanced up and saw him walk into the kitchen. And he did that every time he got up and got ready, right? He'd go to the kitchen, he'd get some coffee, do what he had to do before he left. And So while she's cleaning, she yells out a question for him and he didn't answer. So she's like, "Okay, he didn't hear me. She yells again, a little louder, still no reply. So this time she's frustrated, right? We've all been there. Mm -hmm. She walks into the kitchen to ask this fucking question, but no one was there. No one's in this kitchen. So she's like, what? She runs back into the bedroom and he is still sleeping. So he didn't actually get up when she thought he got up. Oh, I don't like that. It'd be one thing if she saw something out like the corner of her eye, but she sees him like very clearly and enough where it's like one, two times like she's trying to talk to him. Yeah. What I'm thinking is she saw like the back of him maybe enter the kitchen, but it would have been the way that he normally would. She hears maybe the coffee maker or something. In her story, she's like, he began making coffee or he got his coffee and then, yeah, no reply. So... She swears she saw him walk into the kitchen, though. She even said that she's never believed anything like this before. Nothing paranormal, nothing weird. But now that it's happened to her, she's like, I can't explain this. I, for sure saw a person walk past the door into the kitchen. Oh, I do not like it. Ugh, the chills. So this next part, she says, was the final straw. Whitney and her daughter went to go get groceries, so they left the house. Her other kids were also not home at the time. One was in school and one was at their grandparents' house. So this left Michael home alone. And around 1230, Michael called Whitney and asked if their son, Paxton, was home. And Whitney's like, no, he's at school. So then he's like, okay, cool, hangs up. When Whitney gets home, Michael's like, let me explain why I called you. (laughs) I was laying in bed and I heard the front door close. And then I heard Paxton's door close. And then I started to hear some of the knocking on the walls. So I just assumed, you know, he he came home. So I yelled for him several times, but no one answered. So then I, I got up and I went into Paxton's room. The light was on. The Xbox was on. And there was like a water bottle that was dumped over. And it's like slowly dripping on the floor. But Paxton was not home. See, this all sounds like to me someone in the walls does it not like the way that this is all unfolding very much sounds like there's someone there right but i feel like they'd want to be a little more i mean i guess if they're fucking with the family but secretive instead of like i'm here i'm here come get me wouldn't they like want to play xbox i don't know man so this led to whitney and michael sitting down and having that conversation of okay when did all this shit start happening And as they're having this conversation, Michael keeps looking over at the baby carriage. And so Whitney's like, I mean, that's new. (laughs) So she puts it outside. And so they put it outside. And just like that, everything stops. So it stays in the garage for a bit. And then they put it on Facebook Marketplace for $65. And they even put, it's definitely haunted. So yeah, in the caption, which fair. And I mean, most people would say that that's a steal for a haunted object, you know? Yeah. So eventually, Whitney and Michael did get some backstory on the carriage. The original owner's husband was killed in a motorcycle accident a year prior, and Whitney believes that that's who she may have seen walk into the kitchen that day. So we tried to track down where it ended up, and we found that it actually eventually sold on eBay for $710 to a woman in Kansas who's fascinated by ghosts, and this was in February of 2021. And we couldn't find anything after that or If she had posted any of her experiences with the carriage after she received it, we couldn't find anything. And so, like, here's my thing. Looking at this old-timey looking baby carriage, it does not look like an object that was recently purchased, right? Like, the original owner's husband was killed in a motorcycle accident a year prior. Does that mean that, like, this woman in her, like, 90s, her husband died? See what I'm saying? Like, because this looks very old. It doesn't look like something that was made in like 2020. No, it's a vintage baby carriage for sure. So I wonder if she just had it in her family for a long time. And then when her husband died, maybe she was trying to just get rid of a lot of stuff to downsize or something. Yeah. And then, yeah, ended up with this family. Because I know people who, like, they have, um, like, doll furniture that they pass down generationally. And if there's no child to give the doll furniture to, they'll give it to, like, a niece or a nephew or, like, a friend in a baby shower. I would wonder if it was, like, something like that, too, where it is a lot older. But when we say original owner, what we mean is the original owner that's, like, the friend of the friend of the friend. Yes. You know, that we talked about yeah. in the beginning. Not that the first person who had this. Yeah. So what would you even do if someone gave you a haunted gift? I don't know. Like, it it would take a while to figure it out, you know, kind of like them. They're like, what the fuck is happening? Oh, this thing's new. I feel like it would take a while to figure it out that you received a haunted gift. But maybe this is a PSA. You know, if you receive something on Christmas and weird shit starts happening shortly after, it's one of your Christmas gifts. It's fucking haunted. So I know a person who sells collectibles and they have like some things they keep at their house some things they keep in storage but when they get something in they'll often like sort through it at their house and so they were sorting through it and that was a routine system they had where there was always new weird old things coming into their home yeah and i happened to be staying with them for a bit and i remember like the feeling of the place feeling neutral just neutral to there just being this like very dark and ominous feeling the next day like Yikes. truly night and day difference in terms of how it felt and i was like okay like maybe there's something going on in me you know what I mean? maybe i'm just having a bad day or something because i'm trying to like write it off yeah and i was like okay 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 and then it didn't go away after a little while like a, like a day or two so i said something to the person i was like hey was like, did you, did you happen to bring in anything that was like very old and they were like Always, right? Because they they have collectible kind of stuff that they have in their house, and I was like, um, like here's why. And they were like, ah, uh, I don't think there's anything like that right now. And I was like, you don't need to believe me. That's cool, but something's going on, right? It was very bizarre. I didn't stay there for much longer after that, but I remember that feeling of being like everything is fine, and now there's this weird dark, like ominous feeling. Oof. Also, an aside, this happened to just like timing wise work out for when we moved out, but like. It was very bad. Like, I couldn't sleep at night. Ooh, I wonder what it was and who bought whatever that was. It was the weirdest fucking thing. That is weird. So in our weird creepy Christmas adventures online, we also found some Haunted Santa stuff. So let's just chat about it. First, there's a Haunted Christmas Hip Hop Santa Claus. This one got me. I was like, what? That's the title of it. (laughs) That's the title of it. We didn't name it that. They did. So the seller's name is... EBA CIO, and when we look at their page, it seems like they actually sell a lot on eBay. They have over three thousand sales, and with hundred percent positive feedback, so like good for you. But nothing else they sell is haunted, so it's just this guy. Yeah, and if a person is a haunted seller on eBay, am I more inclined to believe that the item is haunted or if they don't sell stuff and they're like, but this one fucking thing is haunted. Like, I don't know like which one is more credible. I think the one where they're like, this one fucking thing is haunted. Same. Because if if everything's haunted, how do you know that anything is haunted, right? Like, isn't it likely that it's just one fucking thing? And, like, how are you fucking living in a house with a thousand fucking haunted objects just, like, going fucking nuts all the time? That always gets me, yeah, when they only sell haunted things. And I get there are some that say, like, remember how we talked about the people that would take your haunted item mm-hmm. if you couldn't find a place for it? So I understand those people exist. Oh, yeah, because they come with stories, Yeah. Yeah, some of the ones that we've seen, though, it's like they paint their doll's face and they're like, it's haunted. And you're like, "Mm, how do you tell? So it's just it's a tricky thing trying to tell if something really is haunted or not haunted on eBay. But I think when someone has, you know, over 3000 sales, 100% positive, everything else is normal, random stuff. And then this one thing is haunted. I'm like, okay, maybe, maybe this is. Yeah, that feels more credible. So the description on the listing said, don't know what is going on with Santa, Batteries installed, and it didn't work. Now it goes off in the middle of the night with no one around and wakes me up. I don't know what makes it go on and off when it wants, and it makes a noise. The arms move back and forth. I've tried everything to figure this out. I purchased from a woman who said she just wanted to get rid of it and didn't tell me why. She said, just take it out of here, and now I know why. Good luck with this Santa. I gave her $2 for it, and that is all I want. Not shipping with the batteries. (laughs) Also, look, we're just going to put it out there. When someone says just get this out of here, you don't do that unless that's what your job is, is like the haunted object removal. Right. Like if that's your job. Sure. But like there's a different thing from like, I don't care. Just just take it. I'm just trying to move a lot of stuff. It's two bucks and I don't care. Just get it out of here. Yeah, And those are two different things. They are. One of those means it's haunted. One of this means it's clutter. Yeah. And the intersection is it's haunted clutter, which you also do not want. So unless they are just so thoroughly indifferent, just take it out of here. I don't care. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Can I say that I love his outfit, though? Oh, I mean, like, he's like a leather daddy. (laughs) Like, I don't know why he's called Hip Hop Santa. He's Leather Daddy Santa. (laughs) Like, he's got, like, a little, like, a leather cat with a star on it. And then he's got leather pants and a leather jacket. They look like they tie on the sides, too. It's yeah. Something. Oh, it's a whole fucking vibe. I'm, like, <laughs> zooming in on this photo. Yeah. So for only $2. Oh, on no. It's, it's fringe on the side of his this pants. This can be yours. Oh, fringe. Okay. Yeah. Magnificent. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. But I don't know. I don't think I'd want a haunted Santa. But if I was going to have one, it would be him. <laughs> it would. Yeah. So the next haunted object that we found is actually Mr. and Mrs. Claus. So it's a pair. Oh, a I two love all set. Ooh, and it's from Renock, and the name of it is Haunted Renock Mr. and Mrs. Claus. And the seller is Value Percha Underscore parrot Underscore Stands. Checked out their page too. Of course we did. Big eBay seller, over a thousand sales, one hundred percent positive feedback. Again, no other haunted items, just these. And so. For both dolls, they're those dolls that you see at like every grandparent's house for some reason around Christmas time. And they're the ones that hold the candle and they like they have a song and they move the candle and they're just terrifying in general. <laughs> Can I tell you my favorite part about these is, is what? that is the Santa in this in this set is a short king. Like he's standing on like a step stool, <laughs> and she's just in her dress. Yeah. And I love the idea that Santa's a short guy and that Miss Claus is like significantly taller they're in love and going to burn children with these right. Yes, yeah. Right. Well, apparently the Santa isn't haunted, but his wife might be. Perfect. So her music still turns on, but she doesn't move. And the weird thing is, is her battery compartment is empty when the music turns on. Same. And they were looking at Santa's battery compartment and his is all rusty and just doesn't work at all. So she's like, he doesn't work, but it's a set. The seller says perhaps there might be like another internal battery somewhere that they just can't find that allows the music to play on Mrs. Claus. Okay. And so I was like, why would there be two battery compartments, right? Like I looked at the box. They have the box even. They'll send you the box. And I Googled around too, like the company that makes it Renock. And I couldn't find anything about separate batteries or separate battery compartments. And a lot of other eBay listings for them or similar stuff from, you know, the same company seem like it might only have one place for a battery. So I don't know. But the box specifically says this item works on either two C batteries or it has an AC adapter, but neither are included. And so the seller didn't say she was plugged in or anything. It just said, we've checked the battery compartment. Nothing is in there. but. Either way, these dolls are super creepy. Haunted or not, I don't want them. Fair? <laughs> but I like that it's just the gal that just Mrs. Claus is haunted. She's like, I will never stop my music. Never. Christmas forever. Oh, <laughs> <Ugh>, scary. <laughs> so, the last thing that we're going to talk about is a haunted Santa pin. Which, like... What? I just love the idea that you're looking at all the things in your house and you're like... It's the Santa pin. This is it. (laughs) This is the thing that's haunted. So (laughs) when we do our haunted object episodes, one of the things that we love are like the titles. I mean, earlier, like we had hip hop Santa. Hip hop Santa has like hip hop Santa on the plaque at the bottom. So like, I understand why they named it that. But this one, I don't know. Haunted Santa pin elemental masculine. Masculine. <laughs> I've never considered a Santa pin masculine. I've never considered it feminine. It was just a Santa pin. Yeah. Not for me, but for someone. What about you Elemental know? though? Elemental, well, he's an elemental witch obviously. Right? <laughs> That's is that where you went? That's <laughs> But I think that 2024 is going to bring some fun new interactive haunted item discussions. Yeah. Yeah, like I think it's necessary. We haven't done enough of those. But anyway, this does remind us of our Haunted Doll episodes. I think specifically Haunted Dolls 2. Yes. If I'm not mistaken. Yes, it's the again. longest name ever. It's the, it's the sex one, right? That's yeah. what we're thinking about. Yeah. <laughs> that was so weird. I would have never in a million years thought, like, anyway. The seller of the Haunted Santa Pin Elemental Masculine is Phantom with an F underscore findings underscore 469. And. <laughs> They only sell haunted items and they're pretty new to selling on eBay like they started in September of 2023. And so not surprisingly, since we have a haunted seller here versus just a seller, the description is a little bit different. So (laughs) get ready. I'm going to get myself to get some water. I gave you this one because I thought it would be wonderful. Do not come lightly to this item. We suspect that the spirit can influence dreams and create symptoms like brain fog through his bindings to the pin, prevent physical harm, unless you decide to affix it to your clothes, which we absolutely do not recommend. Shit. We... (laughs) Please leave where I, like, fuck up, because it's so funny that I'm trying to say it in a serious tone. Okay, We... We seek a new caretaker for this entity who can better utilize its abilities as our current collection renders it redundant in our space. I've got a lot of questions. Approach with care. And remember that he's not suited for tasks involving large groups and well-protected individuals. Same. Same, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So like, what a vibe. Very intense. And they said they're going to upload a video of their encounter to their listing, but they haven't. Mm-hmm. I have so many things. You start, Manda. What are you, What are your well, comments? I just want to say, for only $20, this could a be a mere yours. $20, you could be its caretaker. Yes. I just I was going to put it out there. If you're at looking for a caretaker, that sounds like you're trying to pay me to do a job. I'm just saying. Like, if you're a caretaker of an old haunted house, someone's paying you to do that. You're not like, here's $20. I will be the caretaker of the haunted house. I mean, I'm sure some people would pay to do it, but generally a caretaker is a paid position, right? So there's pictures of this pin front and back. It looks like it's seen better days, right? Like it needs to be cleaned. It looks like someone tried to burn it or that they like got cigarette ash on it. Yeah. And on the back, it says copyright 1984 Hallmark cards. Fuck haunted Hallmark. Yeah. Haunted Hallmark. Okay, let me just like, like starting from the beginning. We suspect the spirit can influence dreams and create symptoms like brain frog through his bindings. What, what are they storing this in? Also, you've got a, an array of items in your home, right? You start having nightmares. How many things down the list is the used Santa pin? Yeah. <laughs> Do you see what I'm saying? All right. Old carriage, creepy dolls. Piano that plays on its own, elf babies that keep fucking stirring shit up. Way down the bottom of the list is this dirty pin. Right, but super haunted. (laughs) I just feel like there's a lot of things that I'm going to get to being haunted before I get to the Santa pin. Yeah. Also, I mean, we seek a caretaker who can better utilize its abilities. Ooh. Like, influence dreams. Maybe we need to send it to the CIA, right? Wasn't that their thing? Are you ready? Are you ready for our, our short story? i hear a knocking at my door in the middle of the night a stranger is there peering into the glass should i open the door he seems friendly enough he has a santa pin affixed to his lapel how scary could he be (laughs) i open the (laughs) door i open my door slowly apprehensive but he's wearing a santa pin how bad can he be He comes into my home. I say, would you like a cup of hot cocoa? It feels right, you know what I mean? And cookies. And cookies. So he comes in. It is then. He unearths the machete. He begins to cut me. I awake with a fright. It was all a dream. Could it have been caused by the Santa (laughs) (laughs) pin? Yes. Do you do you <laughs> love the weird things that like that's purely just right now. That's just right now me going. See, I took it the other way though. I took it as so it can influence dreams. So like you can use it by going, "Oh, wouldn't the Santa Pen look great on you?" and you'd influence their dream to do something for you. Wait, what? <laughs> you took it as Okay, they would use it to their advantage by Knocking on people's door to murder them. And because they have the Santa pin on. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Like it's a like it's a, a magical amulet. Yeah. But it's yeah. a Santa pin. You were taking it like Inception. Like you could add things to their dreams. Like perhaps you could get the Santa pin and convince your son to be a Furby for Halloween if you yeah. wore this pin. Yeah, because it said that you could be the new caretaker of this entity who could better utilize its abilities. And so to utilize its abilities... You could be basically using it to influence dreams. So you'd be like, just wear this cute little pin. Okay, but I do want to point out that it says, (laughs) and create symptoms, plural, like brain fog, but it doesn't list the other symptoms that it can cause. So who knows? Right. Right. I have so many questions. Also, they're looking for a new caretaker who can like really take advantage of these abilities. As our current collection renders it redundant in our space. So they've already got like a fucking dream weaver pin or other item like somebody else is better at it. I mean, let me just say yes, because they they have everything you can think of, including an active demon possessed dog toy. So they got a lot happening. Wow. Imagine being a demon and you're like, I'm looking for something to possess. I'm looking for something to possess. And everything is taken but a dog toy. Yeah. That has to be demeaning. Like, you'd have to be able to just, I feel like no self-respecting demon would be in a dog toy. But who am I? Or or they just like playing with dogs? Demon that likes dogs. When Amanda, when Amanda means everything, she fucking means everything. A, a lamp <laughs> pool, like the little like weighted thing, yeah. <laughs> a duck version of it. That one's $30. But what does he do? Oh, wait. Oh, this one doesn't like playing with dogs. Excuse me. It says keep away from your pets. My bad. We discovered this decorative lamp pool chain, sandwiched in the eaves of an abandoned boathouse. Once owned by a violent and emotionally unstable caretaker who later died on the property, this item still carries the haunting remnants of his dark energy. A truly unique testament to the structure's forlorn history, the lamp pool chain now seeks a new keeper, inviting them to confront confront its unsettling past and grapple with its ominous energy that clings to it. The duck, robbed of its beak, symbolizes the spirit's silent screams and eternal suffering. The benevolence that lingers within this object is a force to be reckoned with, and any who dare to possess it must be prepared to confront that spirit's wrath and agony. (laughs) Can you just go to the second picture, though, and zoom in on the duck's eye? Please, and thank you. (laughs) (laughs) That duck is a flirt. It looks pissed. It is, in fact, missing a beak. I just love the way that they are fucking spinning this broken duck pool. I know. I know. $30 for a broken duck pool. Okay. Here's the deal, right? You could buy random objects, or honestly, just take them for free, and give them a cute write-up and sell them for a a nice little profit. I'm not saying that their stuff isn't real or is real. I'm just more saying that, like... (laughs) Amanda you did not say that the dog toy was a fucking dog burrito you fucking left that out hold on let's (laughs) scroll down I thought it was a hot dog honestly this person is like fucking like it is a hot dog I'm just silly but burrito hot dog you know concealed within this innocent-looking dog toy lies a malevolent entity which seems to feed on sorrow, resentment, and perpetual despair. Its sinister presence thrives on negative feelings and may bring eerie manifestations in your life. Consider welcoming this deceptive toy into your home, acknowledging the unpredictable events it may bring. Previous owners have recounted eerie experiences in the dead of night, from the faint sound of whispers to unsettling unexplained movements. Jesus fucking Christ! No, thank you. <laughs> I just like the um the accent of oh, my my ominous reading mm-hmm. of these. Yeah, are we just gonna? We just we need another episode where I'm just doing readings of it, no notes, no comments, simply that. <laughs> That's gonna be the episode. No notes. No notes. No comments. But they are weaving a tale, and I appreciate that. They are something. Mm-hmm. They are, in fact, doing it. <laughs> I love the idea that okay yes I love the idea of actual haunted objects right and finding someone that'll take them yes but as with everything you know there are people that find something old and they're like this is haunted let's sell it for double its price right and they Mm -hmm. put it online not saying it's this person but in general and just the thought of turning around and being like what do I not need in this room what's old and looks weird and just feel like the longest name ever yes yes something what was it well they're trying to sell it they're trying to fucking work with the seo they have a job to do succubus something sex it was there was gratification in the name that's what i know (laughs) i'm gonna search our outlines for the word gratification haunted vessel doll masochism succubus metaphysical supernatural gratification Yes, that one. <laughs> this supernatural. No, nope, I'm not even going to read it. You have to go listen to dolls too, haunted dolls too, if you want to hear about it. But that is the name of it. I forgot about that fucking frog <laughs> the maple leaf. <laughs> this is such a good crop of them. Uh, never enough haunted objects. They're fun to talk about. Yes, they are. Well, this is the end of 2023 for us, or is it? Question mark. So this is our last new episode of 2023. We'll be back next year. Oof. it went by fast it really did i'm excited for next year we've got fun stuff coming up yes oh and you know who else would probably fucking love a santa pin by the way that could mesmerize people and do inception fucking jam cats right a jam cat would love a magical mystical pin that could help it steal jam more efficiently yeah is that yes. not true all i kept thinking of is you're like let's send this to our jam cat patreon oh so my I was like, God, no don't no. do that Lindsay. stop <laughs> No, this was a cute segue to say thank you to Mary, who is our our first and only Jamcat patron. And yes. honestly, all of our patrons, we love you all. Thank you for supporting us throughout the year and making True Creeps fiscally possible. Yes, for sure. Yes. Thank you all. And we love interacting with you in our Discord and those that aren't part of our Patreon that are part of our Bat Bonfire as well. I love interacting with everyone online. It's fun. We had a riveting conversation about what kind of socks a spider would wear. (laughs) a fucking time. You never know. Sock anarchy was my, my vote. I like that somebody said, like, I can't find that many socks that will match. So simply sock anarchy by default. I was like, you know, good good thinking, good thinking. They will all be black socks, but they will be different. (laughs) (laughs) That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. Also, another thank you for everyone that's listened this year, shared us, left reviews, everyone that took part in our giveaway and interacted in any of our social media. Thank you. Thank you. And with that, have a great rest of your year and weekend. Thanks for creeping with us. Thanks for listening. And as always, a special thank you to our patrons who support us via Patreon. Please see the link in our show notes to learn more about how you, yes, you, can begin to haunt the dump, guard vortexes, or even become a scorching Sasquatch. Also in our show notes, you can find the link to our website, more information on our sources, our social media handles, and our merch store. We'd love for you to keep creeping with us. So if you like this episode, please subscribe, rate, review, and share the show with your fellow creeps and or ghosts. I beg of you. <laughs> this is for our last episode of the year. You had a dog bark right in the background. Would it be an episode of ours if we didn't have an animal yelling or doing something in the background? I know. I don't even know what she's doing. You know what the cat likes to do is sit in front of her kennel and stare at her. Oh. She's like, what if I made you very mad? Yeah. Okay, so we're already gonna go off topic real quick. I text you something, I think it was last week. Yeah, I Did saw you it. see there's Furby babies? I'd already <laughs> seen it. They're called Furblets. And yeah, uh look, I'm not a huge fan of them because it's all of the annoying parts of a Furby without all the creepy cool parts of it, right? Because it's like basically <laughs> just like a stuffed animal that like will play music and talk. Yeah. It's not in, it's not like interactive where it's reacting to what you've done, right? Like feeding right. it or throwing it or saying go to hell until it repeats itself. Hmm? <laughs> I was just excited for all the weird shit people are probably going to do with it. Yeah, I don't think that's so, though, because it's not really different than any other stuffed animal that makes noise when you do oh, it's it. Something. Yeah, like it's not interactive. It's just like a stuffed animal that makes a sound. Think the McDonald's versions of Furby's. And it makes a sound. That's what the Furbylet things are. They're not interactive in the same way. Furby scientists. That's true. Furby scientists. Can I tell you that I saw someone make a, like, glittery, Furby Halloween costume recently? I know exactly what you're talking about. It's, like, made of tinsel, kind of. It's pinata-esque. Oh, you know, she's stunning. Yeah. Gorgeous. 10 out of 10. I sent that to one of my cosplay friends. And I was like, hey, like... What would it take to make this monstrosity? And she's like, oh, nothing. We could do it in a day. That would be incredibly easy because Ben could like 3D print that faceplate and the mouth. All right. Well, let's see if I could stay on topic and uh, get that done for next October as I'm building whatever the fuck Ollie decides to be. Can't you just like subtly start putting Furbies in Ollie's life in the hopes that he will request (laughs) being a Furby? We could try. We could definitely try. It. That's a good weird creepy test to, you know, test on children. Yeah. Can you put it in their head so they think that they're picking what they're going to be, but you picked it ahead? Can a year you inception ahead? Ollie to want a Furby costume? You know, what we'll see. We'll we'll try. Yeah, you know what I didn't see I didn't see any Furby costumes. I bet they would win every contest. Yeah. You don't see a lot of them. I saw a sweater yesterday that just had him peering in the window and it says he sees you when you're sleeping and it's like a kid sleeping and he's like creepy in the window and i really wanted to buy it oh my god i am making am i gonna just write in fucking sharpie on this tissue box in front of me he sees you when you're sleeping mothman for a christmas sweater for the oh my gosh boy? mothman with like a christmas hat on he sees you and like and a fake beard that's kind of falling down. Yours. Like disheveled, please. I love it. Mothman. <laughs> Xmas. Sweater. Can you hear me writing on this tissue box? A little bit. Magnificent. <laughs> there we go. That's going to happen. All right. Another tangent. So many tangents. Okay. That's at least relevant. So we were talking about Santa Claus already being like (laughs) a voyeur of children, right? He's already like, are you being good? So now we're just like, oh, he has a head assistant. I mean, in for a penny, in for a pound, you know, like (laughs) we also at one point convinced him that our like wise camera in our living room, that Santa could hack into it and check on him occasionally. (laughs) Oh, I like that. Santa's a cyber criminal. (laughs) And so sometimes when he'd like act up, we'd be like, "Hope he didn't see that." And I I guess that's probably creepier than the damn elf itself. You might as well just have an elf on the shelf, like hanging from the camera. I didn't have to do the work for that though, because you know the parents are doing so much work. They're doing a lot of work. It's a lot of magic work that is required Mm -hmm. for an elf on the shelf. Because I've seen where like on like TikTok videos or what have you, where the kids like, he didn't move last night. Yep, it's like. (laughs) <laughs> and the fear because they're not allowed to touch it either if they touch the elf then it's like done like the magic's gone it's a lot i already didn't do well with having a baby monitor because mm. that scared me i would scare myself oh, because you would see things like move just a little bit or like you would think you saw something moving yeah well i was always afraid that i was gonna look and something would move and then like i have to like go in there like i'm oh, the no, mom I, I have to be the one to go in there no that's fair that's fair <laughs> and I was just telling my mom today. So when Moo sees me in my front window, she stands on the back of the couch. She looks at the window and she wags her whole body and she scrunches her eyes. So what I started doing is I'll scrunch my eyes and I'll wag my body back at her. And if I don't do that, she'll paw at the window like, hey, you're not doing our thing. So like (laughs) I could absolutely see her being like, whoop. Uh oh, you need a dishwasher yeah i'm the dishwasher just kidding ben does most (laughs) of our dishes but part of it is is that you have to put them away before you can wash more dishes because they're on the counter yes and not that that doesn't happen when you have a dishwasher it's just that like they're not typically on the fucking counter blocking everything right you know i don't know yeah it's on the list it's just not the highest thing on the list you know because I've also never lived in a place where the dishwasher actually worked. That's crazy. So it's not like I know what I'm missing. Like, I'm always like, this dishwasher does a 70% job and I will not be doing this. I'm not going to, like, do dishes to do dishes. I'll just wash it. It's easier than, like, loading, unloading, and then being like, nope, this is still dirty. Let me do it again. No, you need to try it out. It's it's life-changing. Well, also, dishwashers are better now than they once yes. were. So. Yes. And also I was living in Florida for some of these dishwashers and the water is different there. It's like, it's harder. So it leaves different types of stains in the glasses. Just think anything in Florida. There were some things from Florida that were okay. Like my husband. There's like one, well, that one guy that you found there. That, like but that like, one guy, like he was fine, I guess. <laughs> that dude that you brought home is fine, but yeah, everything I else. Guess, you know. He <laughs> won't even listen to our podcast, so like... <laughs> Who'd, I could say whatever I want about it. We could be like, there's nothing good. At, there's nothing in Florida. <laughs> nothing good. Not a single thing. And he'd be like, la, la, la. Fucking <laughs> completely unaware. I do have the quickest tangent question for you, Amanda. Of course. What was Ollie's most annoying toy or child in your life's most annoying toy? He had this Mickey Mouse Clubhouse um, keyboard and it had only like three keys. Sounds bad. And it would play the same song over and over and over again. But he loved it. And then my mom thought, oh, what would go along with this? A Mickey Mouse wand that plays the Mickey Mouse Clubhouse theme song over and over and over again. And so he would just press it, hear it, press it, hear it, press it, hear it for like long periods of time as a baby. No, thank you. We were very particular about like trying to find Libby toys that didn't make terrible sounds. So if she was like doing it over and over again, it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world because also like, when we're visiting, we don't want to hear it. But also, <laughs> if I was a parent, those toys wouldn't have a long life. I'd be like, oh, it broke. So sorry. Oh, yeah. When the batteries, st- oh, no, it's broken. Yeah. And then my mom would be like, let me get you new batteries, honey. And I'm like, oh, no, I've thrown it off a cliff. It's broken. <laughs> yeah. Livvy had this duck. It was called like Mr. Quackers. I think that was like the name that was on it. Maybe I've named it that. That's I don't cute. know. But it would quack, which like, OK, that's cute. But it also, when it moved, because it like kind of like went around on the ground, it made this very loud clicking sound and it would run into anything and everything it could find. And then it would just like click, make this loud clicking sound with like a motorized sound. And, like, <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> <laughs> like, the first time like we were there, like I accidentally like hit it because it was like one of those things where if you touch it, it will like activate. Yeah. And yeah. Livy was sleeping. And I was like, <laughs> I'm, like, whisper yelling to, like, try to get it off. And it was just also the most grating sound. And I'm pretty sure that that toy ended up at Ashley's parents' house. She was like, you can have this. You bought her this toy. It can live here. Yeah. This is a toy for Lady and Pop-Pop's house. That's fair. Yeah. Loud twists suck. (laughs) Moo has spoken. Spoken. She would not let me consider, like, holding on for a fucking second. Oh, God. The duck. Robbed of its beak, symbolizes the spirit's silent screams and eternal suffering. The benevolence that lingers within this object is a force to be reckoned with, and any who dare to possess it must be prepared to confront that spirit's wrath and agony. <laughs>